Hi, this is Corey with the Phoenix MMA and Fitness Podcast. Um, just doing a new episode. Uh, it's a nice springtime. It's uh, been a little bit since the last episode. Just been really, really busy with the gym, really busy with training, competition. We've had multiple um, fights, multiple events, lots of stuff going on. Really, really busy in the gym. Lots of new faces, um, training hard and uh, implementing some new things in the gym. So, been busy, but uh, new podcast today. So, this one is, um, uh, I know so I was... This with this podcast, I want to go on some strict technical things, but I also like um, the mindset or philosophy behind training and um, to athletics and things. I find it interesting, uh, and it also increases your uh, your growth. So you want to learn technical things, but the, the other side too. So this will be one of those episodes going over kind of the mental aspect. You could say psychology, um, sports like kind of um, things, and then and, and then attitude and. Um, attitude and habits so these are just going to be mindset so this one could be uh the mindset to maximize your growth in bjj or M- mma um include that to muay thai kickboxing boxing wrestling any of those things so um this is just a way to uh the mindset to maximize it so the first episode i believe we worked on um how to simplify your training put it into a system um implement a system test it it's just like scientific method basically you come up with a, the- a hypothesis the theory, then you experiment, you know, and you, you adjust, you go through that over and over. So you just do that with your body, um, with your training, uh, your diet, your training loads, what martial art you're doing, what reps, etc. But you program it. And that's, that's a physical side. That's like a, that's a programming side. It's going to help your training. Uh, this is just going to be more of a mindset um, that's going to help you so that, and I'll try to explain if I can do it. Um, I'll uh, try to explain why a lot of these things are just going to come off as kind of like rules that you would think um, if you were never in the military, you might just think, hey, these are just being in your face kind of rules type things. Um, you just want to fall in line type thing. Um, and, and it's not that. It's just going to be a fast, uh, the fastest way <clears throat> that people kind of learn, um, just the way that you kind of view stuff. So um, some instructors are really strict on the rules. Like, you know, they're really hard on the students turning their back, tying their belts, and bowing in, on and off the mat. Some are like very, very ex- extremely strict. Like, you know, if your cell phone goes off during class, they'll be really mad. Or if you're late to class, just don't show up at all. Um, I'm not strict like that. Life happens, you know, but it's still. We're in modern times, so uh, things have happened. I'd rather you be training as long as you're being respectful, but I'd rather you come in and train than not train at all just because, you know, something happened. Um, we are, we're all professionals, and, you know, you have to be adults. So, so anyway, um, so with that, all that being said, um, I'll just go over some of these basic things. Um, you've probably heard these before. You've maybe seen some of the stuff before, um, but... But sorry about that. Yeah, so thought I lost my podcast recording there for a second. So you've probably seen some of these um, things before, heard some of these things before, um, maybe even seen memes and things, and you've maybe liked it on Instagram or Facebook or something like that. Because the first one, uh, to just get this kicked off, um, just to see the, the track, what we're looking at, um, this is actually sent to me from a fellow coach. Um, another coach sent this to me recently, and uh, this is from a conversation. And the funny thing is over the last three or four weeks, I've um, got to train and talk to a lot of old training partners like people I trained with 15 years ago 10 years ago um, and training to multiple people that um, with like military um, uh, military law enforcement backgrounds um, different Muay Thai backgrounds um, um, wrestling backgrounds and um, and and also talking with some of my old um, MMA training partners MMA fighters and um, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu like um, competitors used to compete with so this is just a interesting mindset 
uh, little things um, that we've kind of been talking about with all these coaches. So decided to do this episode uh, on that. So one of the coaches sent me something recently. It was it was a meme you've probably seen seen before. It's a good little meme to go to to have or see. But the ten things that uh, require zero talent meme. Like it's a solid little meme. It has ten ten items. Like one is being on time. Two is work ethic. Three is effort. Four is body language. Five is energy. Six is attitude. Seven is passion. Eight is being coachable. Nine is doing extra. Um, uh, doing extra. Ten is being prepared. Um, so yeah, all those are really self-explanatory, really basic things. Um, it's a good little reminder that like what they're what they're referring to that requires zero talent is like a not an innate genetic uh, gifted ability. Um, you know, you don't have to. You don't have to be eight feet tall to you know to uh, be prepared for a test or a class or um, your energy, things like that. So, um, you st- yeah, these are things that you have more control of, at least we could say. Um, they're not just automatic, you have, like your work ethic. I think, it's a, I think it's a muscle, just like all things, it can atrophy. Um, but the more that you, you practice good work ethic, it kind of um, compiles. So, but those are just really, really basic things. Um, and again, this is not saying that, uh, that people, even high achievers, do not fail at these things. Um, everybody's going to fail at these things. It's just a, a good ideal that, um, that these kind of martial arts, um, that's common across the board with martial arts. Um, it's generally why if, if someone is a good college wrestler, when they come into MMA, they learn striking pretty quickly. They can learn um, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu pretty quickly. It's the same reason why if somebody was like a college soccer player or a college football player or a college basketball player, um, they also can learn pretty quick. Um, it's just a system, um, and it's a mindset, and it, it allows you to progress um, technically um, fast. So little things like that, attitude things. Um, another thing, like pulling from somewhere different, this one's not a meme, it's just, uh, um, I believe it's Shoshin, Shoshin, uh, it's translated as beginner's mind, um, so I'll say this one lots of times, uh, and I've said this a couple times over the last couple weeks, um, beginner's mind, um, referring to, we have a new Muay Thai kickboxing program, so you need to, you need to have a beginner's mind, um, and it's, and it's a, it's a really, it's a really simple concept that when you hear it, you're gonna say that makes so much sense um but it's something that you have to practice and it even becomes more important the higher your skill level the more advanced you get um because it's one of the pitfalls you can fall into um but it's a zen buddhism term i believe it refers to having an attitude of openness eagerness and lack of preconceptions when studying a subject even when studying at it studying at an uh advanced level so you try to keep that beginner's mind uh openness eagerness and lack of preconceptions when studying a subject or a new subject um you can learn very very fast um and and essentially it makes it easier for you to kind of um pay attention to the the techniques and kind of remember what's going on um it's it's you'll hear it all the time too people say like you can't learn if your cups you know your cup's full it's hard to learn anything you have to empty your cup it's one of those type things it's just kind of like um it's a mindset that if you adapt uh what it feels like to me is that when you adapt the mindset it turns your brain kind of into a sponge um, now the, the problem with this is that when you do that, you're kind of making yourself vulnerable. Um, so you need to make sure that the instructor that's teaching the class has a good background, a good experience, um, you know, is, is actually good. Like if they say they're good at jujitsu, you need to train with them. If they're not good, um, then there's, there's a problem there. Um, 
you know, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is very much competition-based. You're sparring. You don't have to be able to be the best person sparring-wise, but there is a standard when it comes to black belts um, on your technical aspect issues to have. Um, so, uh, so there's nothing wrong with vetting martial arts instructors. That's the, my point on that. Vet them, kind of check out their background, their their training experience. You take their class. You see, do their techniques make sense? Do they make um, do they make physical sense? Can I do them to a resisting opponent, or or can the instructor do it to a resisting opponent? Um, so, um, you you still need to vet vet instructors. I'm not saying not vet them at all because that's kind of how you could you'll see really obscure martial arts where they're um, pushing pushing um, energy through the air and they're knocking people over. Um, uh, you'll kind of fall into one of those pitfalls. And the, the interesting thing is there was one of those years ago, um, those martial arts, just to go off on a little tangent, um, sorry, that uh, I have to say it, um, but that uh, they, they could push, there was a master that could push people over and they actually, um, whatever, they had this really strong kind of telekinesis, um, energy force, Kia, whatever type martial art, um, and they actually took it to an MMA gym and at the MMA gym, I believe it was either Stefan Bonner or Forrest Griffin. Um, they were there. So they, they did it to MMA athletes, and it was part of a news story. Um, I think you can find this on YouTube too. But it doesn't work on – I think it's Stefan Bonner or Forrest Griffin. It does not work on them. And when they asked the martial arts master uh, – <clears throat> when they asked the martial arts master why um, it doesn't work, he says that it doesn't work on something like – Athletes are like strong, good people, or something like that. Um, that's not that's not a good answer. That that a martial art only works if you're physically superior to the person already. Like that's anyway, that's a silly thing. Martial arts supposed to even the gap. If somebody has a physical advantage on you, um, you use leverage technique, strategy, use your mind to overcome and to magnify um, whatever you have. So anyway, it's like um, human beings' greatest advantage. Anyway, side note. So. Um, just if you get that open mind, you will be able to learn a little bit easier. Feel like it feels like your brain's a sponge, um, so that's why you need to um, make sure you have a good school. Um, Shoshin, uh, another little quote with it um, is just um, it's a Shoshin quote, or I guess someone who um, uh, that's connected to a quote from them. Uh, In the beginner's mind, there are many possibilities. In the expert mind, there are few. Um, yeah, uh, you you want to try to keep this into advanced training levels, like later, like black belts. Um, I think there's probably a lot of black belts that struggle with this. Um, they struggle with it because they get to that um, quote mastery level, and um, uh, they get busy. Life gets busy, and they fall into easy grooves. So they start doing the same techniques over and over and over. Um, you need to just so if you're the white belt or blue belt listening to this, you need to. Um, remember this lesson like when you first start you're going to have this energy and fervor you need to keep that into your blue belt into your purple belt into your brown belt and ultimately your black belt but you are going to hit a point at blue belt and purple belt where you are going to be like man i it's a it's a weird you'll hit these weird little plateaus i'm gonna do another podcast on uh plateaus next but you are going to hit these little plateaus and you need to have um uh, you need to remind yourself, maybe write in a journal or something, remind yourself of this. Um, it's going to happen at some point. <clears throat> and then for black belts, how it happens is they think that like, okay, I'm at a mastery level. Um, there's still things I can learn, but I'm pretty good with what I have. So you just keep doing the same things. Um, but um, anyway, uh, so you, you want to try to keep that in advanced levels. Um, with that being said, um, that's not 
like those having the beginner's mind, being open, uh, open ideas, all the things about the work ethic, the the effort, the body language, energy, attitude, passion, being coachable, um, all these things. Not saying that you're not that you're going to be perfect. No one's going to be perfect. You're going to make mistakes. It's just the ideal to strive for. Um, the ideal to strive for, let's say, a, a very good class. Like if someone was to ask me what would be a perfect class, a really good class would be, you know, you show up five minutes early, you know, you get changed, you step on the mat, you're ready, you're, you're, you're getting stretched out, you know, on the way there. This is how I like to schedule my practices. Like if I'm going to practice somewhere, um, when I get in my car, I want to make sure I have a good breakfast that morning. Um, you know, if I had to work or if it's midday, I want to make sure I had a, a, a good solid meal, maybe two hours prior or a little, or uh, maybe three hours prior, something not too heavy. Um, when I'm driving to the gym, I want to drink a full bottle of water. I want to listen to some type of good music that'll put me in a positive state of mind. I want to come up with a game plan to train. Um, I want to get in there, um, be respectable, cool with everybody, humble, nice, um, drill as much as possible. When it's sparring time, uh, have a plan, plan of action, try to implement my plan of action, try to make adaptations. Also try to learn whatever the coach is teaching. I want to also focus and try to acquire that skill that day, and I want to try to apply it that day. If I can apply it, it usually locks in much much stronger for some reason. Um, if you choose to take a journal after that, you write down your journal. I know a lot of people, you know, time, whatever, with the journaling thing. Journaling does help, but I understand people get busy. Um, but, you know, again, perfect day. You sit there, you journal a little bit, write down what you had or, you know, what you drilled, how your training session went. Close that journal, you know, close your notes or whatever. Um, maybe hang out if you have time. If not, leave. Have a good protein shake, um, like a good meal after that. Anyway, um, these are just, just attitude things that you want to have um, as, as you're learning. Um, there's going to be natural – There's for some reason, there's these learning blocks. Um, what I'm trying to get to is that coaches try to make these breakthroughs with students, and it's very difficult because um, for some reason, students – will have kind of guarded or locked minds and it's it's weird um i've had it and i will have a teacher who will teach me something over and over and over and they have to teach it to me like the 12th time they teach it to me it finally unlocks and um and it's funny when it does and you find it really really silly um so but you want to be conscious of that and you want to um try to open yourself up there's there's been times where i've um uh, maybe, maybe first when I started rest, um, coming to jujitsu from wrestling, um, there was things in Brazilian jujitsu that were different than wrestling. So I kind of was like, Oh, that's a little bit of a different thing. Um, I don't know about that. You know, I kind of just trust this technique or this technique type thing. Um, and there are some Brazilian jiu-jitsu techniques that I don't like, but there are also wrestling techniques that I don't like. And it's depending on for specific scenarios. And as you blend the martial arts, um, but if I would have constantly looked at Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and I would have said, you know, nah, this isn't, this is silly, this isn't good, um, like you will eventually run into somebody whose guard is so good and so aggressive that you cannot just power through it. You can't stack them. It's not going to happen. You can do it against low-level people. You really can. But you ultimately have to learn actually how the guard works and how to pass it. Um, and you're also going to run into somebody who will sweep you and put you on your back. Um, in, in a local gym, you might, if you're a good wrestler, the, one of the things you got to be careful of is that you might end up being on top most of the time because you have a wrestling background and, you know, you're, um, not in a mega gym, like, you know, something like Greg Jackson's or, um, 
or uh, Hensel Gracie's in New York or something like that. Um, you got to be careful. You need to still work and develop on your guard because if you go to the Pan American Games, the World Championships, somebody will sweep you. Um, some, you know, 21-year-old Brazilian who's been training since they were four years old and they haven't done any takedowns. And their guard is so is really, really good at sweeping. So um, you still need to work on your guard, but the point of it is that you need to open up, you need to understand it. Even if you come from a boxing background and you're doing Muay Thai kickboxing, there's no need in arguing with your your Muay Thai kickboxing instructor about a stance or, or vice versa if you went from Muay Thai to boxing. Um, because you have to learn each martial art. You have to approach it with an open mind, that beginner's mind. You have to look at it. You have to understand it. There are reasons for the, – there's reasons why you have to do the drills. The drills might seem tedious and monotonous and boring to do, but the drills are going to give you the fundamental movements that are going to take a long time to unlock. It's the purpose of shadow boxing. It's the purpose of shrimping. They're very simple movements, but they have to be repeated so many times before they finally unlock. It's it's kind of interesting, um, but they're 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 fundamental movements too, so they're probably the most important. But um, with that being said, yeah, just if you were taking Muay Thai, you would never say, "Well, I actually like to blade my body because it makes my body as a smaller target." Because because then the Muay Thai instructor is going to tell you that um, your lead leg is open and it's going to get destroyed. Um, and the first time that you do Muay Thai, your leg will indeed get destroyed. Um, but but then when you go to your boxing coach and they teach you, hey, this is a bladed stance or Philly shell or whatever it is, you still would want to, when you're boxing, you would want to box. And you would use that beginner's mind to learn what they're teaching you. Because same thing with Taekwondo. Um, early UFCs, there was, there was kind of the UFC and mixed martial arts has gone through these multiple um, kind of iterations of what's good. First, it was, you know, everybody thought traditional martial arts would destroy everybody. Um, and then in the very beginning, Hoist Gracie is like Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and wrestlers. So grapplers had the big advantage. And now we've seen that more grapplers got in involved. And as more grapplers get more involved, uh, striking became more prevalent, uh, very exciting to the fans. Anyway, it's, it's gone through these multiple iterations. And it's some of it's gone through is back the, you know, MMA community turn it back. It's back on traditional martial arts, saying Taekwondo or karate, things like these. Um, but then Lyota Machida and, you know, there's you know, really cool things come out. Um, there's some really, really good fighters. Um, so then what it comes down to, if you were going to do Taekwondo, you wouldn't argue and say, this does not work with my wrestling stance. Or if you have the stance, I'm going to double leg you and throw you in your head. Instead, you would take, the, if you want to take a Taekwondo class because you want to get a really good like spinning hook kick or something like that or crescent kick or I've never done taekwondo so I might be messing up the names if you want to get one of those really good kicks you wouldn't you just wouldn't say well if you throw that kick I'm gonna single leg you and I'm gonna you know arm triangle there's no purpose in doing that um because if you actually take the class, you actually focus on it, you could come out with one of those really, really dynamic, really cool kicks. You could develop one of those, and then you could re-implement it with your combination of Western-style boxing, Muay Thai kickboxing, wrestling, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, um, into an MMA package. Um, and then you become one of those really, really scary people um, that has one of those ace-in-the-hole techniques. Um, so... Um, uh, hopefully this this helps just some mindset things. Um, uh, again, sorry if I just ranted too much, but more of just a concept of how to look at training, things that will help you, little tips. Um, nobody's going to be perfect. This is just an easy thing to think about um, what you're trying to achieve or what I've noticed a lot of coaches and, and other athletes um, 
just kind of what athletes try to try to strive for. So um, it's hard to do, and uh, but but it's actually enjoyable, and it will make you uh, learn very fast. It will it will it, you will learn any skill that you do if you approach it with this mindset. You will um, learn very very fast. It's one of the advantages. Um, it's one of the reasons why coaches can identify um, um, if someone is going to be able to learn fast. Um, uh, oftentimes if somebody has a, a long athletic background or you could honestly, you, it wouldn't even have to be athletic background. It, you could probably same thing with chess. If you had a, if you played chess from a young age, um, five years old, or you were playing chess competitively, you would probably be able to learn, um, martial arts at a fast rate um just because you have so much time practicing systems so for for sports whether it's gymnastics or baseball or ballet or dance or um anything like that it develops it um it forces you to develop yourself into a system so then you can learn other systems easier um but hopefully this helps you out hopes you hopefully it helps you with you um, some training if you got any questions or uh, i think this is yeah all weird stuff or got any questions um yeah ask me at the gym and uh we'll get it going we got wrestling classes on saturdays now 10 a.m make it there we got a lot of people going looking to fight pretty soon looking to compete pretty soon so keep up the good training uh good stuff everybody sweet sweet